What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Good Men Exist podcast with your host, me, Jarrell. First of all, I want to thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the episode, please feel free to tell a friend about it. Tell a family member. Be sure to tweet me. Everything is in the show notes, but I'll make it easy for you. You can tweet me at Jarrell, G-M-E, J-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-M-E. And that's the same thing on Twitter. The same thing on TikTok. The same thing on Instagram. Hit me on any of those platforms and I'll definitely get back to you. And with that being said, enjoy today's show. I never thought you'd be one of my exes. I never thought that we would break up with so much investing. It's crazy how they even thinking of people you sexing. You live your life and I live mine, but still I be guessing. You told me things about yourself that you never told to your friends. Got me thinking like, what did I tell you that you could be telling them? I wonder what you telling your parents. I wonder what you telling your brothers and sisters about my disappearance. Like, I wonder why he not coming around. I wonder why every time he say his name. You would... What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode. Today's episode is a good one because I know we all deal with it on some level. But before I get started on that, I know there's a lot of crazy things happening in the world right now, particularly with the COVID-19 or better known as the coronavirus. Hopefully you all are being safe out there, washing your hands, which I hope you was doing before. Getting your little hand sanitizer on if you don't have anything, making sure you stay away from people you don't know and maybe even some people you do. Either way, Hopefully you guys are staying safe and aren't affected too much. But if you're listening to this because you have to telework or because you've been quarantined and you haven't heard every episode of the Good Men Exist podcast, by all means, start from episode one. Why not? You ain't doing nothing better than that anyway. Let me know what you think. Tweet me at Jarrell GME on Twitter, Jarrell GME on Instagram, and coming to a tube near you, YouTube, that'll also be Jarrell GME, but that's not up quite yet, but I will be doing some content for that as well. But without further ado, let's dive into today's topic, and that is friends and family in your relationship. As I said before, we all deal with it on some level, one way or the other. And sometimes it can be helpful and then other times it may not be so helpful. So let's talk about when it is helpful. Hopefully you have friends or family that you rely on who you 100% know that they have your best interest at heart. At all times, meaning no matter what situation you got yourself in, they will always give it to you straight and hopefully give it to you straight to where it will actually benefit you. A lot of times we don't know if a situation or information or different kinds of communication is pure. Where is it coming from? What are the true intentions 
of the person that's providing me this advice or this information. But when you've been around someone long enough, they've been in your life long enough and you know that, hey, although I may not always want to hear what they tell me, I know that without a doubt, it's going to be great advice or at the very least, they're going to try to steer me in the in the right direction. So. When it comes to your relationship, I have one rule, whether it is friends and family that you can count on or if you don't know where the intentions lie with friends and family. My number one rule is. And as always, I say on this show that you don't have to do anything I say is entirely up to your discretion to choose what you feel is best for you in your situation. But in my situations, my number one rule is always keep friends and family at a distance. And if you choose to allow friends and family to have a part in your relationship, be it a small or a medium part, they should not have a big part, but be it a small or medium part, you need to store up the amazing bank. Drell, what? Say that again. You need to store up your amazing bank. The hell is that? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked, Tamika. Uh, here is what an amazing bank is. An amazing bank is months upon months, preferably years of great and amazing things that you have told your friends and family about the person that you are with. You store this up every time they ask you about it, every time you tell them about this person. You deposit amazingness into the bank. And that goes up. Bank account, bam. Start at zero. You know what I'm saying? Make that first deposit. Maybe it's small. Five amazing dollars. And a couple months go by. Maybe it's up to 150 amazing dollars. Eight months go by. Maybe you're up to 420 amazing dollars. After a year, maybe you're up to a full thousand amazing dollars. You got amazing Benjamins in there, amazing Lincolns, amazing Washingtons, maybe even some amazing coins. However, you choose to deposit it into the amazing bank is your choice. But if you want to allow family and friends into your relationship at a minor or medium degree, you first must stack up this amazing bank in currency. And I'm going to tell you why. Because in any situation where someone has known us and they have a certain level of rapport, a certain level of loyalty to us, they are typically going to think of us first, are going to think of our interest first, are going to think of how we feel first. So if I have stacked up my amazing currency in my amazing bank, with telling them all the amazing things that this person means and is to me. Sasha is great. I've never met anyone like her before. She's always complimenting me. 
She always buys me something, even if I don't need it. One time I told her I was running out of socks. She went to Walmart, bought me two packs. Now I have 12 socks. I told her I was working late. She wanted to uh, meet up, told her I couldn't, but I told her I didn't get a chance to eat lunch that day. And so she surprised me at work, brought me lunch, kissed me, and she left me alone. It was the thought that counts. She's considerate. Continue to stack up these amazing deposits in the bank. This is a joint account with your friends and family. They can see the balance at all times. And as you're stacking this up, and then let's say you decide to allow them in to a certain degree. If by chance you say, hey, it's about a month. I'm sorry, it's about a year and three months. And I've been stacking up amazing, amazing me. Now, Sasha and I have had issues within this one year and three months, but I have not expressed those issues to my friends and family. So now that I've told them the good things, the amazing things, and now I need some advice. Now I don't know what to do about a situation and I need help. So then I go to my friends and family that I know I can count on and that will always and they will always have pure intentions with how I live my life. Now, when they have the pure intentions and I go to them and I say, hey, I don't know what's going on with me and Sasha. We've been off for like three weeks. You know, we don't text as much. We don't call as much. I haven't seen her in about six days. And typically we see each other at least every other day. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she is not interested anymore. I don't know if she's, you know, talking to somebody else. I don't know. And now, hopefully, if you have a mature person, someone who is loyal to you, but someone who's going to always steer you in the right direction because you have deposited such a high amount of amazing currency in the bank, they should then be able to think about it from an unbiased standpoint. Now, their bias will be towards you, but they should be able to come to you and say, well, I remember when you used to say that she was so considerate. I remember when you used to say that, you know, she would bring you lunch when you couldn't get off of work and you had a time to eat. I remember when, didn't you say, I understand what you're saying, but it really seemed like you liked her. It really seemed like you, you like him. So they will be able to play a devil's advocate, which is important. It may not always be the best approach, but you should always have someone to play devil's advocate. So now when I've stacked up so much amazing currency, they should be able to approach me with that and say, hey, well, think about it, you know, communicate with her. What's missing? What has changed in y'all's relationship that you feel needs to be addressed? When you have someone that you can count on, when you have someone that has those pure intentions for you, you can rely on them. So when you allow them in in a minimal degree to your or into your relationship, you can trust that the information that they're telling you, whether you, whether you decide to heed it or not, shouldn't be information that's going to be way off the wall somewhere. It should fall in line with something that they know about you because maybe they've met this person at a certain point. Maybe maybe you've you know put enough in there to where they, they see that, hey, it's a relationship. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have rough patches. But understand when that rough patch is something that can be mitigated eradicated and understand when it's going to take a little bit more work 
and also understand when there is no more work to be done and all options have been exhausted. So, in saying that, it's important to stack up those amazing coins, those amazing dollars. Because let's say I were to approach that differently. I have put $5 in the amazing bank. And now I go to my, my dependable friends and family. And now I say, you know what? Sasha's driven. Like, you know, we only been talking for three weeks and she's already going MIA. I text her. She don't respond until eight hours later. I call her. She doesn't call me back till the next day. And although the friends and family that are dependable and have my best interest at heart could be inclined to play devil's advocate and say, well, maybe she's busy, you know, or maybe, you know, she's tired. Sometimes that is the case. But when I haven't made any deposits into the amazing bank, they're more inclined to present a negative bias towards me or towards the situation, I should say. So they'll say, well, if, if y'all only been talking for three weeks and she already going MIA, this is just going to be a predictor of the future. And although they're not saying it as a negative towards her, what do they have to go off of? It's a brand new situation. We just started talking. She doesn't have any currency in the bank. So what is their incentive to present me with information that would that would allow me to think about the situation more clearly? To think about it from a level head. Nothing. At this point, their primary concern is me and how I feel. I don't give a damn about Sasha. They don't know her like that. They've known me for five years. They've known me for eight years, 10 years, 12 years. So why should they deviate away from anything that doesn't have my best interest at heart? And that's why it's important to make those deposits, to not let friends and family into your relationship too early, too soon. Because like even the the most pure hearted people who don't have the full story will be jaded towards the situation. They can even meet someone and say, oh, well, you know, she seems nice. He seems nice. But that that doesn't provide the full picture. It's a lot easier to say after a year and three months where I've only presented her as an angel for us to have a minor or a medium slip up and talk to them about it. And then them say to me, well, you know what? You guys have been you've been at it for a while. You know, have you talked to her about it? It's much easier for them to say that versus three weeks in. And the first thing or the second thing that I'm presenting them with outside of, hey, I met a great girl. Her name is Sasha. Like they have nothing to go off of. The second thing I'm hitting them with is she's going MIA. At that point, you know, I'm, it's a lost battle. And we have to be extremely careful of what we allow into our energy will be allowed to be told to us because then it gets placed into our heads and depending on how we dwell upon it it can become reality if i were to say same example you know i i text her she doesn't respond until eight hours later when i call her she doesn't call me back until the next day it's very easy for them to say well shit if I ain't know no better, you probably talking to another dude. 
And you're like, nah, man, she's, that's not her. You know, we, we just started talking. You know, everything is cool. We have a great chemistry. We have a great vibe. We enjoy one another's company. Like, nah, man, what excuse is it? What else could it be? She out there grab another dick. Say, well, hey, man, no, okay, calm down. That's not what it is. Okay. You, you're going too far. All right, fine. Fine. Think what you will. I'm just telling you like I see. I call it like I see it. Now, you done left his house. Now, you in bed 1135 at night. Like, damn, maybe she is out there grabbing other dicks. And before you know it, now you're suspicious of her for no reason. When you could have just talked about it. If you had someone who had seen that currency being built up in that joint account to see that this girl really has a good positive effect on you. You guys really seem great together. You tell me so many good things about her. She seems amazing. But when you don't have that, it just takes away from everything that could be positive about the situation. So that's why it's important as a rule. Like I said, I typically, me personally, I'm like a private account on Instagram. Now you can see my default picture, but my shit is private. Like not in real life, but just if you will imagine with me. You can see how many followers I have. You can see how many people I follow. You can even see how many pictures I have posted. But my account is private. And that's how my relationship is. You'll have glimpses of what it is. You'll know who it is and what it's about. But to the level where you could actually grasp the concept of how well we're doing or what we are in our relationship, it would be hard for either family or friends. And that is part of what keeps a relationship healthy. Now, when you have people who you have a joint account with in the amazing bank that you have made numerous deposits of amazing talks with about this person, then it can be beneficial. But now let's switch to the other side of, you know, you, everyone has a friend or two or have come across a friend or two, even if you're not friends now, who at times you don't really know whose side they're on. You don't really know where their intentions lie. So you, you kind of become hesitant about it. And that's if you're lucky. Sometimes people have those friends who they've just been friends for so long and they have ulterior motives and you don't pick up on it. So they just start telling you anything. And because you don't look at them or think of them as suspicious, you allow them in. There's no guard up. There's no preventing them from telling you anything. Even when you make deposits into the amazing bank. So in shifting gears, now you have the friends and family who are jealous of you. Now you have the friends and family who don't like you for whatever reason. Now you have the friends and family who you're a little bit too far ahead than they would like you to be. And they kind of feel like you're leaving them behind or I'm sure you've heard this before you get in a relationship and now all of a sudden I'm not your friend anymore. I'm sure. You've at some point you've come across that for whatever reason, 
they either have a neutral or negative effect on your relationship when it comes to your relationship with your partner, significant other, whatever it is. So at this point, you can try to make deposits into the amazing bank. You can try to tell them as many times how great the relationship is, how great the person is, how you went on this trip, how this person surprised you with this. You can stack that amazing bank up to $2,400. And because these people are jaded for whatever reason, they will always see the situation as negative. If anything that happens isn't in your favor, same situation, three week period. We've been talking for three weeks, Sasha and I. Text her, she doesn't respond until eight hours later. Call her, she doesn't recall to the next day. This friend immediately becomes the person from the last example that says, oh, she's out there doing something else. You can't trust her. Why would you trust her? I've seen this before. It happened to me. You have those friends who project their past onto your present. You have to be careful of that too. And again, because you're friends, you're not conscious of what you're intaking into your system, into your energy. Just because some shit happened to you doesn't mean that the situation is identical and that is what's happening to me. Be careful of those people. Friends and family will, will immediately throw some shit from their experience on you with ease because unfortunately for them, they don't always heal the way that they need to and then they're triggered by different things and then that trigger projects onto you and becomes consensus. So because their husband cheated on them, because their girlfriend cheated on them, if anything looks awry, if any situation comes across as similar, that becomes the consensus of every situation. Oh, well, hey, listen, it happened to me. So that's clearly what's happening to you. Don't be fooled. And they'll be so convincing. They'll say everything with conviction. And at a certain point, you're like, you're right. You're all in. You didn't you drank the Kool-Aid. Hmm? Lips all red, tongue red. Kool-Aid just all on your mouth. You didn't even use a napkin. Wipe the shit off. Be careful of that. People will throw you off your game in a situation that doesn't need to be taken to that level. And now don't let that be the friend who is jealous of you. Don't let that be the friend who feels like you're leaving them behind. Don't let that be the friend who feels like you're a bit too successful. Because now, whether they do it on purpose or not, their conscious or subconscious goal is to pull you down any way they can. Some people don't like to see other people happy, especially when they're close to them. There's a psychological, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a diagnosis, but there's a, it's a personality trait. I don't feel like looking it up. If you want to look it up, you know, go for it. But there's a name for people who like to see the downfall of others. And like I said, while it might not always be on purpose, it's always possible. So be careful of how quickly, one, you let friends and family into your relationship. If you let a man at all. Because there will be times where, like I said, you have people in your corner will give you stable, solid advice. 
and who will have your best interest at heart. But there's the possibility that just as many of those people as you have in your life, you may have the exact same number of people who want to see your downfall. So keep your relationship close to your heart. Too often I see people allowing outside things to affect their relationship behind closed doors. The shit is beyond me. I cannot fathom it. I've said this in a previous episode. The only person that you're stuck with in life is you. Friends will come and go. Family will come and go. Girlfriends, boyfriends, husband, wives will come and go. But you can't jump out of your body to change your situation into anyone else. So the fact that you will let other people help make decisions for you when you're the one who's going to have to deal with that situation, you're going to have to deal with that decision. is crazy, especially when it comes to relationships. If you are happy in a relationship and something happens and it is something that be it big or small, you feel like you can get through it. Don't worry about what anyone else says about it. Don't let people call you stupid because you made a decision that you felt was best for you at the time. And then if that decision that was best for you at the time turns out to not be the best decision in hindsight, don't let that person call you stupid. It was your decision. In life, we have to make decisions. And the ratio to probability that it will be success or failure are not always 50-50. So that's why you have to make a habit of making a decision and sticking with it. If you're going to do research about it, do the research. If you're going to use your instinct, use your instinct. But what you can't do is make a decision and then go back and forth on why you should or shouldn't have made the decision. Make a decision and stick with it. And then if it's not a decision that turned out positively, learn from it. But don't say, oh, damn, what is shoulda, coulda. You're going to you're going to ruin your you're going to stress yourself out doing that. And more importantly than that, when it comes to matters of the heart, as they say, allow the person who's in that relationship with you to have the only effect that matters in your decision making. If you're in a situation where you want to work through something and the other person wants to work through something. Then take the necessary steps to work through it. And let all the outside noise remain outside. Because just as easily as you can fail in that relationship and trying to recover from something. You can also be successful and prosper from it collectively. So what is the point of, of allowing someone to tell you that you shouldn't be with a certain person? That you should do this about this situation? That if I were you, I would fill in the blank. And then they're not the ones that have to deal with the consequences. Stop letting people make decisions for you and start making decisions for yourself with your well-being in mind. I don't care how long you've been friends. I don't care how much your family has done for you. If you come from a, a Muslim family and your family thinks that you should date someone that's Muslim or marry someone that's Muslim and if you find someone that you fall in love with that is Christian and your family disowns you because of that 
while it may be painful, while it may suck, is your happiness more important than what your family thinks about you and your situation? Because if you put their happiness before yours, you will never be happy. Super simple shit. If you are a black man and you fall in love with a white woman, I know black women, I heard all y'all gasp, but it's, I'm going to be real about this. If you are a black man and you fall in love with a white woman, I know what all the stereotypes and things that we will say about a situation. But if you have 27 close black queens that you've been friends with since college and you introduce Becky to them, Sarah, Ashley, I know Ashley can go both ways, but you get what I'm saying, Teresa, and you know they're going to feel a certain way about it. But you bring her around anyway because you say, hey, we have been friends for 10 years. Y'all have seen me go through all kinds of things. Highs, lows, depression, loss of friends, loss of family members. Y'all have stuck by my side and I've stuck by yours. Please accept her. Because I would love for you to get to know her. And if those 26 black queens are down for you. As much as they may disagree with it, they will still support you. And if they don't, all that does is show who they really are. Doesn't change anything. Like I said, you can't make everyone else happy in your relationship. The only person that you should be inclined to make happy is the person that you're in the relationship with. Anything other than that is, is noise. You shouldn't be able to hear it. You shouldn't pay attention to it. You shouldn't turn that radio on for nothing. Leave it off. So be very, very careful of who you let into your relationship. Like I said, I think the healthiest relationships are the ones that are quarantined. I know that uh, we in a quarantine phase now, but you get my point. The less things you have to around you to disrupt your relationship, the healthier that it has the opportunity to be. Now, notice I said opportunity because it still takes work to be healthy. But it's a lot easier for me to focus on you and you to focus on me without you looking to the left and seeing him and me looking to the right and seeing her. And then you looking to the right and hearing this and then me looking to the left and hearing that. I need to hear you. You need to hear me. How can we be better? How can we grow? How can we increase our love? How can I make you happy? And by make you happy, I mean you're happy by yourself and then together we're happy. It's another podcast, but you get my point. Stop letting everything else disrupt the happiness that you have in your relationship. Focus on the person that you're in it with and learn to be in a healthy communicative, free-flowing, honest relationship where you can grow with each other because you don't have any disruptions from the things and the people around you, no matter how close they were, no matter how close they are. Rule number one, don't let friends or family in your relationship. If you must build up 
that amazing currency in your amazing bank. So hopefully, if you do allow them in, they will be on an unbiased side where your best interest is at heart, despite how they feel. And if they can't support you being happy in whatever situation it is, that's when you have to cut them off. Blood may be thicker than water, but whatever decisions you make, you'll have to live with for the rest of your life. Why not focus on you? And that's going to conclude today's episode, you all. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you can make some changes to your relationship to be healthier, be happier. All that good stuff. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell a friend about it. Tell a family member. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're not following me on Twitter, definitely do so. Uh, last week, I think I did a uh, hundred. Not last week. I'm sorry. Uh, so far in the month of March, I think I've done 115,000 impressions on Twitter. Um, answering a ton of questions on there from a lot of different people. So if you have something you want to talk to me about, tweet me, DM me. If you have a question, you have a topic. Do the same thing. And I'll be happy to discuss it. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. And as always, be great people. <laughs>